from PRX. This is Studio 360. I'm Kurt Anderson. Even if you're not a big musical theater person, chances are you can't help snapping along to this. West Side Story is certainly Leonard Bernstein's best-known work, and it is definitely the first album I played as a little kid over and over and over again. He died in 1990, and this year he would have been 100 years old. It was his role for years as the conductor of the New York Philharmonic that really helped change the way American audiences understood classical music. Here, five musicians from the Philharmonic remember what it was like to play for Leonard Bernstein. I remember when the first year I was in the orchestra, we toured Europe, played in Venice, and Lenny arrived at the concert in a gondola, (laughs) standing up in his tails with a phenomenal cape with a red lining. (laughs) He was very short, you know. But he looked so tall. One would always think, at least I thought, he must have been like five feet taller. The strength and the understanding of the music were just incredible. To see the show that went on before he even got on the podium was amazing to see all the the recognition of of different people that he knew from the past and, uh, you know, hugging and kissing. He loved the music. That was obvious. He would start the rehearsal sometimes by philosophizing for half hour. We would not even play any note. He was somebody that had to explain and had to uh, get into a certain uh, groove, and then uh, things happened. Uh, That's the way I would describe it. Things happened. The show will resume very, very shortly. But first, I wanted to take this opportunity to remind you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Studio360Show. And now, back to the podcast. My first time with Leonard Bernstein, we were due to play the Resurrection Symphony of Mahler, number two. And uh, when he finally uh, got on, on the podium and picked up the stick and everything settled down, there was an unbelievable aura. You have this tremolo and the strings, this angry entrance of There's such an energy that I had never heard this orchestra ever sound like that. It was just an energy that uh, goes beyond words. In a rehearsal, He showed us what he wants us to do. He didn't just tell us what he wants to do and then it was all left to us, but he showed us with his hand. And he would use his right hand, his left hand, put the baton on the stand and just continue. But the expression in his hands, facial expressions, his entire body, everything was moving in the direction of the music. 
Bernstein's rhythm, for me, was the most exciting part of his musicianship. I think I really learned um, what rhythm is about under his uh, guidance, and it's certainly a much bigger, more exciting picture than keeping an even, steady beat. To do that really right, organically, was something that Bernstein had in such depth. I remember the great uh, Schubert symphony, the Ninth Symphony, because the rhythm was so right. And I remember that he put his arms down and stood there and more or less uh, shrugged his shoulders or just bounced gently on his heels to the rhythm. So right, so really rhythmic, and like in the sense of a heartbeat, that kind of rhythm. He always begged us to stay awake. I mean, not that we slept, but he always wanted us to stay with his energies and, and to match that energy of his. Because, you know, what he did in, in rehearsals, it's not always he would do the same thing in the concert. You, with him, you had to really follow the man. It was never a rote experience of exactly like we... Well, of course, we rehearsed in a cello rondo. But how fast it would go, we would never know. I mean, and that man had zillion moods, different moods. You didn't always know what to expect. He was always into the emotion of the piece. He stretched tempos. There was one occasion where we wound up in the... Um, Berlioz, Fantastique, and that one suddenly ran away, and it got so fast. He had such a um, kinetic energy that even in the slow pieces, somehow you felt that it's moving. In other words, it's not stagnant. Whether it's slow or fast, it was always with that energy. We did a recording of the Pathetique Symphony that is so incredible, and I never thought it would work. He came in, and he said, oh, I haven't slept all night. That's what he <laughs> would frequently say. I've been studying the score. And you knew he had when he said that. So he went through the whole symphony that morning, the whole first movement, making us emphasize, bum, bum, body, da 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 yada da 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 tempo in the last movement, this trailing off of the, the, the finally the basses have this I mean most <laughs> performances of that take at least 10, 10 minutes less than you know and I just thought this is impossible, this can't work. And I, I heard it back and I said, I have never been moved like that. We were dying because you know to hold the bow that long would just take so much energy and and he wouldn't allow you to take more bow. He, he wouldn't say, no, you can do it. You can do that. You do. I said, Lenny, we can't hold the bow that long. We're just going to run out. He says, don't tell me you can't do it. That's not in your vocabulary, not in mine. You can do it. And sometimes that excruciating pain of just holding the bow that long, you can hear it. Your individuality counted so much because... You, he wanted you to play like you play, yet meld it into this big picture. I have never felt so much musical freedom 
you know, you don't want to stick out, you can't go your own tempo, whatever. But still, there was something inside me that was always um, stirred up, and I knew that he wanted us to play like individuals as well as like a collective experience. He was always this star. He would always come out and shake that baton and get on the podium, and the world belonged to him and the Philharmonic. There was never doubt or never a question about it. We all loved him. You know, it was a love affair, basically, between the New York Philharmonic and him. You heard musicians from the New York Philharmonic remembering Leonard Bernstein, including Evangeline Benedetti, Glenn Dickero, Marit Yahu Brown, and Stanley Drucker. Violinist Oscar Ravina died in 2010, and WNYC's Sarah Fishko produced our story. Thanks for listening, and you can subscribe to Studio 360 at iTunes or Overcast or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. 